Good morning and welcome to episode 77, part one of the Quickie Podcast. My guests today are Paul and Andrea Tatro from Tatro in Winnipeg, Manitoba. They are the principals and creatives at Tatro. They also have a team of designers and creatives with them there. They have been in business for 21 years, serving the Winnipeg and surrounding communities. We get into the Winnipeg winter pig cold weather jokes. Of course, you have to. We talk about their different unique paths to the creative field. Andrea being that childhood art director and Paul really being fascinated by the fundamentals of design and trying to really understand it. Paul tells us about the CN logo for CN Railway being the first moment where design really clicked for him, where he made that connection, and the theater posters and direct mail that he would receive that really ignited that fire. Andrea took more of the management and art director approach, and she tells us a really funny story about when she first realized that, "Mm, I think I'm going to be an art director, you know, where she was managing a group of her friends while they were working on a craft. And they also tell us the influential designers that they have seen and continue to follow on their career path so far. Ladies and gentlemen, I want to get into this interview because it is fantastic. So here they are, my guests, Paul and Andrea Tatro. Here we go. Welcome to the Quickie Podcast, the daily interview show where we talk to graphic designers about their journey to the creative field, and we do it in 30 minutes or less. So, are you ready for a Quickie? Hello, Paul and Andrea. How are you today? Good, how are you? Hi, Dave. Doing great. Thank you both very much for being on the show today. I'm really excited to get into this. My pleasure. So I always ask the hardest question first, and I'll let you decide who takes the lead. But briefly tell the listeners about yourself. I'm Paul Tatro, a designer, creative director here at uh, at Tatro, and uh, we've been in business for 20 plus years. Oh, that's all, eh? Yeah, that's all. <laughs> uh, and I'm Andrea Tatro, the other the other Tatro in Tatro, <laughs> um, and I am the other owner and uh, uh, also creative director and project manager here at uh, at Tatro in Winnipeg. Awesome. So Tatro started when the two of you got together and started it, or did one of you start and you kind of came together? Well, a little, a little bit of both, actually. We, uh, we were both working for competing firms here in Winnipeg. And I say competing in that they were both just design firms. They were very friendly. Um, but uh, uh, when, we, when we got together as a couple, um, we, we started talking more seriously about starting something together. And uh, so that, that kind of all dovetailed um, around the same time. So, so we got together first and then and then started the business uh, shortly after. Yeah, we had planned it out so that uh, Andrea would uh, 
well, essentially take uh, take the leap uh, a year ahead, mm-hmm. and uh, I, I think uh, first uh, first day of business was the uh, monster blizzard of uh, <laughs> April 1997. 1997. <laughs> uh, there were like snowmobiles going down Main Street like without a word of a lie. So oh uh, so gosh. we thought. Yeah, I don't know whether it was a bad omen, but it's been 21 years and we're still in business. So I guess maybe it was a good omen. I don't know. (laughs) So it's July and you guys are in Winnipeg. Is it safe to make the joke that it's probably snowing now? Is that? (laughs) (laughs) It's actually actually quite warm uh, in Winnipeg this time of year. We're at about uh, 20... 26, 27, but it's, yeah, uh, it's, yeah, it's actually was cooler, but yeah, no, it's been a brutal summer. It's been super hot. I had, I had an English teacher back in high school who used to joke that, uh, that Winnipeg was described very accurately by Milton, um, that it was, uh, very close to what hell is described as <laughs> in, in his novel, um, because it has, it's described as having these extreme temper, temperature, uh, fluctu- fluctuations mm-hmm. and plagues of insects. Uh, which of course we have like mosquitoes <laughs> the size of seagulls, uh, but but yes, no, the summers here are, are really beautiful. Uh, it's been quite warm, warm, quite a warm summer. That's crazy. So we so we only have to wear like you know the light gloves and the and the lightweight toque. I was not, g- <laughs> <not the> full. <laughs> I was gonna say twenty six, twenty seven. You're talking Fahrenheit, right? Is that <laughs> okay, enough. All right, enough. I get it. <laughs> Perfect. So I want to go back even further than when you were both individually working for the competing, quote unquote, competing um, design firms and ask about your childhood. And if you both feel that you had a creative childhood that led you in this, um, your career path. Go ahead. Okay. I'll go, I'll go first. Um, uh, yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, and I probably hadn't really thought about that until, until you uh, posed this question. Mm-hmm. Um, because it's something that you sort of assume that all children kind of grow up with. But, but the more I thought about it, the more I realized that I was a little obsessive compulsive when it came to creative endeavors. Um, you know, everything, everything I liked was around, even though I didn't know it at the time, it was around art and creativity and design. I loved, um, music and drawing. I was always the kid in the class who could, could draw. Um, mm-hmm. I used to, um, uh, redecorate my room all the times and change the posters and make my own posters and stuff like that. But, but probably the pinnacle of design nerdiness, um, that, that pointed me in the direction that I ultimately came was I would have these, um, little parties after school where all the girls from my class would come over and, uh, I would have, uh, we would make jewelry out of pieces of paper and felt tip markers. Cool. And I would, I would sort of hover and art direct all of them while they <laughs> did their little designs and told them how they could make it better and stuff like that. So, so I, I was like, wow, even then I was just this boss of the art director. <laughs> Perfect. So the childhood art director. Yes, exactly. <laughs> That's awesome. Paul, what about yourself? Uh, well, like like many of of the creatives, uh, you you grow up as a as a youngster being the the kid in the class that could draw. And uh, one one of the things that really used to excite me when I was in, in grade school was the whole concept of uh, science projects and or these visual presentations where you would actually have to you know uh, display and present these uh, visual concepts mm-hmm. and. You know, with that, you get a lot of encouragement from your teachers and, of course, your your, your friends and, and and family, and uh, you know that 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 just always always excited me as a, 
as a kid. But as you grow older, you're 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 wondering how is this applicable to like a career path? And you know, my my fear was I just had really had a hard time uh, grasping the concept of uh, you know uh, living as a as a starving artist. Mm-hmm. So. So, so then it was a matter of, you know, as you grow older, you're going through high school and, and uh, graduating from there. And it's like, well, how, how, can, I, how can I find a, a path that's going to make me happy every day? You know, you, you consider all of the above, you know, everything from uh, a drafts person, you know, the architect, uh, uh, even the graphic arts, like the printing side of things. And then, and then there was graphic design. And once, once I, I start to become a little more familiar with, with that, uh, with that direction, I was like, yeah, yeah, I, I, I think, I think this is something I can, I, I can do for a long stretch. Mm-hmm. So, so you'll start to see the differences between, between us here, uh, where, where Paul was already like, you know, really grappling with the, with the, uh, the nuances of, of design and, and what he was going to do is the tortured creative. I was playing dress up and wondering which Duran Duran poster looked best on the wall. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. And did you guys have, um, were your parents artists? Were they you know, arts focused or creative focused or did you just kind of come up with that on your own? Well, I think for both of us, you know, we came from pretty traditional families, like, you know, middle class. My mom was a nurse. My dad was an engineer. Mm-hmm. And so I, I made the joke once that my dad was like the opposite of an artist. And, and somebody, uh, I felt bad about it after because somebody pointed out that engineering is actually quite creative. And it's it's very similar uh, in, in many ways to design because of the problem solving aspects and and so on. I think that that analytical process is very, very similar. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and on my side of the family, yeah, yeah, I'm not even so sure it was a a, a creative bend. Uh, my 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 grandfather was a carpenter and was quite meticulous, and I I think that was uh, uh, that was ingrained with uh, with my dad and uh, and my mother. You know, probably has a a, a touch of uh, you know OCD where every it's 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 all about it's all in the details. Mm-hmm. <laughs> But yeah, no, I don't think either of us came from like you know what what you would call super creative, you know, yeah. musical or otherwise. Yeah, not, not, yeah, not hugely musically inclined or uh, yeah, just lightning bolts, I guess. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely leaning more graphically focused then. Yes, my poor engineer dad almost had a heart attack when I told him I was going into graphic design. <laughs> He's fine now. <laughs> yeah, he's figured it out now, 21 years yeah. later or more. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Well, I still have to explain sometimes, but it's good. <laughs> Perfect. Um, Andrea, I want to start with you on this one. Take us back to when you first started noticing design out in the world. You had mentioned you're having you know, paper jewelry parties at your house that you're art directing. Um, when you were out there on your own, did you see anything um, you know, that where, where design clicked for you? Yeah, I think I started to figure that out, um, you know, probably like in my early teens or whatever, where I started noticing that there was stuff that was art and then there was stuff that was, wasn't art, that mm-hmm. was still was still visual and artistic, um, you know, so I was really into, I started getting into fashion magazines or into, into even like home decor magazines and like the advertisements that were in there, there was just something and my parents always tease me about it because they're like oh you know i don't know who you came from but i, I just had 
they always tease me about having really expensive taste, but I think it was it was just about recognizing when something was was just considered and um, not just slapped together, and whether that was um, you know why does an ad one ad for a shoe, for example, make you feel one way, and another ad for almost the same shoe make you feel somewhat different, and what makes me desire the the one over the other, and so it started to, to to make sense that there was there was this combination of things like of, of words and type and shapes and colors that that you know I, I really honestly didn't have the vocabulary for until much later, probably into my later teens, when a friend of mine started taking graphic design and was like, oh okay, that's that's what it is. But there was I think always um, you know a bit of uh, you know, there was no one aha moment, but but I think it was always just kind of there that kind of crept up that, um, you know, it wasn't just painting, like that painting wasn't design, that design was something, but there was this other visual world, uh, this other creative world that was that was quite a bit different. So I think that was, that was kind of how I kind of crept into it. Got it. And what about you, Paul? Was there something that you saw maybe it was a, a packaging on a shelf where you all of a sudden instead of seeing the toy you saw the packaging or something like that any moment like that uh, yeah I, I i think i think there was uh definitely uh even just gr- growing up I, I think i became aware of what was kind of well just the graphics logos whether it be like uh, hockey logos like the atlanta flames in the, in the 70s or or, or one thing that really made a, a huge impression, uh, where it was a bit of an aha moment, was uh, where, m- where my parents lived. Uh, it, it was by uh, uh, a, a rail yard, and it was a CN rail yard. So we go by, past this arch every other day, and then one day I just was just kind of noticing this little CN snake or whatever, and and then it it, it kind of just kind of dawned on me, it's like oh. I get it. That's a that's a route. That's a that's, train, a, that's track. a train track. That's the the, the snake of a train. I was like, oh, what, wasn't that bugger clever? Like, <laughs> <laughs> so so then you just start seeing these little little clever clever notions, and and you start to wonder like, where where does that come from? And but but even throughout the child, my childhood, there's there's always little things. Whether it's you know you're a little boy, so you're really interested in anything that's automotive. So it's like you know whether it's color schemes on uh, dirt track race cars or you know STP logos or mm-hmm. things like that or, or album covers. Uh, so I, I think album covers were, were a huge influence. Where my friend and I would go take we take the bus downtown and go to this place. Uh, called uh, Records on Wheels, and we would we would buy records based on their album cover, which mm-hmm. resulted in a lot of really shitty music. Yeah, for sure. But, <laughs> but you, you just had these graphics that you were just so so pumped about, and and then, you know, and then from there, it's it it, it it it's not only the the graphic on the album, but then you start noticing, oh, like 
Well, it's like so many kids that would scribble over their jean jackets or binders. You're into those, these word marks all of a sudden. And then before you know it, you're in grade seven and you're, you're pumping out these six screen t-shirts of like Pink Floyd or Adam and Lance or, you know, whatever, whatever it is. So it's, it's just those things were just, mm-hmm. were just super exciting. Yeah, yeah. that Judas Priest logo was some pretty yeah, advanced. That's, 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 awesome. awesome. that's, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. So definitely, um, you know, music definitely played its role. Um, not music itself, but album cover art really played its role in, in your journey. And it, absolutely. And it, it's, it's, it's kind of, I don't know, it, it, it's almost writing uh, writing an interest like I, I, I play hockey I love hockey but you know a good hockey logo gets me really really excited <laughs> or, or, or music like I, I love music right? maybe not you know uh, an audiophile like a lot of people uh, out there but but music really excites me but what really really gets me going is that that gig poster or that you know, just just that that flavor that they're trying to throw out there. Mm-hmm. And, that, and that spills out from a lot of our work from here, whether it be gig posters or theater posters or book covers. It's just getting that essence. Beer labels. Beer labels. It's getting the essence of the story out. Definitely. Definitely. Well said. Um, it's interesting that you said the album covers, though, because that is a consistent theme with designers on this show and creatives on this show sharing um, from older generations and newer generations, album sure. art, and that is a big influence um, in the creative journey. Interesting. So I want to ask you now, and I'm going to start with Paul on this one. What has been the most influential design of your life so far? It could be something you've seen, something you've been a part of, something that just really ignited your journey or reassured you of your journey. Well, it's... It, it actually stems from, uh, I think it was like a direct mail flyer that my parents had received in their mailbox. I, I don't know how old I was. I was probably still in grade school. And it was for a, a local theater company. And mm-hmm. what, what would I be interested in that? It's, it, it was, but but I, was, I was so curious about it. It had this, uh, it, it had a very modernist slant to it. it. It wasn't photographic, it was purely graphic, and it had a, a various cascade of, you know, a single eye expressing different emotions, you know, surprise, laughter, what, what have you. Mm-hmm. And j- just the, the colors of it, and there was just something about it that made me tuck it away and put it in my bureau, and, you know, it. it I, I probably still have it in the back room somewhere. Like Andrea will attest, I'm a pack rat, and I, I, I keep I keep everything. But but what 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 I found uh, interesting or curious about it was uh, spring forward into college. We had our uh, student internships, and I ended up in this place uh, run by uh, Bernie Michaelesti. Mm-hmm. Who, who just happened to be the author of that piece of Crazy. junk mail. And, you know, he, he's renowned for a lot of the, the theater posters and a lot of the, the dance posters that came out of here in Winnipeg. Mm-hmm. And that, that was just such a, 
I, I don't know. It, it was just a, such a heartwarming moment, and it was sort of like, oh, okay, that, this is this is why I'm here. This is this is where we're going. Awesome, Andrea, what you got? Oh, that's a hard story to beat. Um, <laughs> you know, I, I think that uh, I don't know that there was one pivotal piece like that, but. Um, when I was in uh, high school, like early high school, uh, uh, we, we were kind of rival schools with the local technical school, the vocational school. And, you know, our school had more academic slant. They had a little more technical. So the technical school was a little rougher and so on. Mm-hmm. But uh, so I, I was in the international baccalaureate program in my school. And, but there was really no like art or graphics programs or anything like that but a friend of mine had was uh went to the rival school and she was taking this graphic design course and um i managed to clear it with my teachers and with the the graphics teacher at this rival school that i could go there and sit in on this graphics class so it was just it was an hour i had a spare and i was able to go there and i would just i wouldn't get any credit for it but i just sat there and listened and, and got to do the projects and and he, I, he had this big stack of CA magazines mm-hmm. like communication arts and yep. it, it just blew my little mind I was just like everything that was in there was just like yes yes and more of this <laughs> and and I one of the projects I did was I think it was an airbrush project or whatever and I got to do it was, I, I can't remember the name of the artist but it's that famous poster it's a Japanese uh, poster it's a a peace poster and it's a tidal wave like a tsunami and off the crest of the the wave of these doves are flying these okay. peace doves are flying off the off the crest of the wave now i basically just replicated it there was no creativity in it mm-hmm. at all i just basically copied it but i got to learn how to use an airbrush and masking and all that kind of stuff so so that was uh that was really really cool and i thought yeah this is something i could do got it that's a great one i haven't seen that poster yeah, it's, it's a famous one. I can't, I can't remember the, I'm pretty sure it's a Japanese, Japanese designer. That's cool. So the next question I have is about um, either designers or brands that you both might look up to or closely follow just to see what they have going on. Um, who are some of those and what do you like about them? Mm. Well, I, I think that I, there's different firms and, and different designers that, that we probably admire for, for different reasons. And I think that we admire that, but we both admire m- many of the same people. Um, I really like uh, Dave Mason from Multiple uh, Inc. I think they're in Chicago, Chicago uh, but I believe he's an expat Canadian. Uh, yeah, yeah. He's in Vancouver. He's in Vancouver. Um, and I, I really love that firm and, and Dave Mason, uh, especially if you if you're interested in a really brilliant and smart um, but highly political <laughs> Twitter feed, follow, follow him. But uh, just just very very smart guy. Just you know, um, like looking at their website is always just really humbling um, and makes me feel really dumb. But <laughs> but it's it's super awesome. Um, and you know, and I and I have to say that I you know I really look up to um, so many of the uh, uh, the old school women designers, uh, women like, like Paula Scher, um, uh, Louise Feely, uh, April Griman, um, women like that. And because to come out on top like that, to be that kind of uh, force of nature in such a male dominated, um, industry, and I feel stupid saying male dominated industry, because I think at that time they were all male dominated industries, but, mm-hmm. 
Uh, but for them, they really broke all sorts of ceilings for the rest of us. When I started my career, like those ceilings, I can't say that they were gone, but you know, um, uh, they broke a lot of ground for us. And and to to be as successful as they were at the time that they started their careers is is pretty remarkable. Um, you know, that's really well said that they broke a lot of ground. You know, not necessarily paved the way, but some of the walls that were there were starting to crumble. Yeah, no, for sure. I've, I've had the pleasure of um, hearing many of those women speak and uh, just hearing them. You could just listen to them for hours and it's as inspiring as it is heartbreaking. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I'm so glad that um, that I didn't have to go through half of what they did. And, and, you know, we have a whole new generation of designers, some sitting right behind me that are that are even farther removed from that. And, mm-hmm. uh, you know, it'll get, it continues to get better and better. Um, it's not perfect, but, uh, um, but yeah, to hear some of their stories and what they had to go through and some of the egos they had to deal with and mm-hmm. just the nonsense. It's, uh, it's amazing that they did what they did. Gotcha. Paul, do you have some designers or brands you look up to or closely follow? Well, I, I'd say I'm probably innately proud of what, uh, what Canada has been able to bring to the, uh, uh, to, to the design stage, mm-hmm. you don't have to go very far back to, to, to look at the you know the, the Canadian Golden Age with uh, Burton Kramer, Stuart Ash, Jimmy uh, Bay, George Weil, uh, and just that, that that whole that whole era. But you know that that said, I, it, it's probably uh, slightly different packaging. But you know I, I think. Uh, Shops like uh, Paprika and Concrete and uh, Subplot, you know, just to, just to quickly span the country, mm-hmm. just do, you know, phenomenal, just amazingly creative uh, solutions that, uh, you know, you can't help but love and hate them at the same time. Mm-hmm. Just, just how great the work comes across. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Awesome. Um, All right, and I'm going to cut it right there for part one, ladies and gentlemen. That was Paul and Andrea about their individual journeys to the creative field and the inspirations along the way. Part two of this episode is where we get into the nitty gritty stories. We actually talk about workplace diversity right off the start. Then later on, we get into stories about the wins and the struggles and the challenges um, throughout their design career. So definitely tune in tomorrow for part two of this wonderful interview with Paul and Andrea. Have an awesome day, guys, and we'll see you tomorrow.